Well, thank you so much, Robin, for, for joining me today. Really excited we finally get to do this and talk about a, a industry that I've I've kind of followed for a little a little while now and just from afar, uh, which is the sort of beauty industry. And it's I think people maybe don't understand like how massive of an industry, you know, beauty is from you know makeup to to face and everything we put on our body. Like it is a massive, massive industry. And kind of looking at it over the last couple of years or so, there's a lot of really interesting startups, brands popping up, trying to change, you know, the culture of, of beauty and sort of you know, what you put on your body is, is really, really important, just as important as what we put sort of in our body with sort of the food revolution. So before we get into sort of what beautyology is and, and sort of that mission and vision, talk about your journey and maybe path to get to even where you wanted to start uh, the platform. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's great to be here. I actually you know, worked in the beauty industry for many years, pretty much my entire career was um, around beauty in some capacity or another. For the last 25 years, I would say I started off in editorial, did a lot of beauty writing and editing. I was a beauty editor for a magazine and that kind of segued into freelance work for several years for a bunch of publications. And then I uh, went into the public relations world where I was working with beauty brands, helping them uh, promote their products, um, helping them write copy for their products, doing ghostwriting for magazines. Uh, so, so I've always been around the beauty space. And when you say, you mentioned that, it, you know, it's a huge industry. It is, it's huge and it's just growing and growing. I mean, yeah. I think they say it's like worth $500 billion right now, and it's just going to go up and up. And so it is, it's a wild space and uh, it's definitely evolved over time. You know, having worked in PR for, you know, the last 15 years, I worked with a lot of different brands and the ones that I really felt resonated most with me and, and my ethics and were some of the smaller indie brands where yeah. they female founded and their startups and they were really trying to make a difference. And I just, I've connected more. I just felt like I was doing something better with my time, I guess you <laughs> sure. could say, than, you know, if I was working on an account for like a big corporate brand that, I don't know, I just felt, you know, there was something there. So I guess over time, I um, I started getting more involved and in learning about, um, you know, what it takes to do a startup. And at the same time, I was also going through my own personal like issues like, oh, this is, you know, beauty at the same, at the same time, it's a very surface uh, industry. And I think I was starting to feel like I was getting tired of constantly pushing these yeah. products <laughs> for women and bottom line sales and getting it out there. And I was like, I don't know if I want to keep doing it in this capacity. And it's a real it's a hard thing because you have to sell products to make, at the end of the day, it's all about business and making money. But at the same time, I was like, this is so, I don't know. I just left me with not a great feeling. Like I'm just pushing these products. And every time I would get a press hit, you know, okay, what's the next one? And we yeah. got to get this one and we got to, you know, did we get any sales? Did people buy this stuff? And so I was starting to feel like there's got to be something else out there. I don't think I could be doing this for the rest of my life. <laughs> so, but at the same time, I feel like I know I did love the beauty industry and I, I had all this, you know, experience in working in it and I had a lot of contacts and I just I'm like, there's, what can I do that um, can make a change for the better in the world and, and in people's lives? And 
this was actually right. This is pre-pandemic. I was starting to have this like existential crisis in my life. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? And then I, um, and then I'm like, okay, I need to get away. I'm going to go on a trip just to kind of get out of my bubble. I've always wanted to go to India mm. and I did, and it was awesome. And it was right. It was, it was like, I couldn't have picked, it was actually a really great time and also a really horrible time because it sure. was right before the whole entire world decided to shut down. And so here I am in India and and it was right when, you know, people are starting to buy masks. Do we need them? What's going to happen? And after about my second week in India, it started to get really bad. And mm. things were starting to take a turn. And we were hearing rumors and we didn't know what was what. Because, you know, here we are in India. And um, I had, my family's like, you need to get home. And so, oh, so it was a solo trip. Yeah, I went on a trip. Nice. Yeah, it was a group of women, but it was like, oh, okay. a, I went by myself, actually. And I, uh, to make a long story short, I ended up having to leave early because the country was about to shut down and sure. I was maybe going to be stuck there, which so, but what happened during that trip is I really like, I kind of, I kind of realized like, you know, it was just really eye opening being in this developing country on the other side of the world that I've always wanted to visit that I've read about for years and always was just fascinated by. And I think it just kind of helped me realign my my values and my ideas as to what, you know, what I could do or what I wanted to do. And just seeing how people living in such, this is a disparity between the rich and the poor and how Western consumerism is like the way that it's the people in the other side of the world are just working so hard to produce our products at what cost we don't necessarily know. And I saw privy to being able to go to some cooperatives and see, um, you know, whole, whole towns working together to create products that were being distributed and sold into the United States. And it was just mind-boggling to me. I was just, you know, it was an awe. So when I came back, I really thought, you know, I want to see what I can do with beauty and, and, and really see if I can like create something where, or talk about it through my writing, maybe how mm -hmm. to talk about um, how beauty is, uh, can be used as a vehicle for, for social good, I guess, for, you know, empowering people in different parts of the world, because the ingredients in a lot of our beauty products are, sourced from these other countries and like food as you said in the beginning they're farmed they're produced by um, a lot of women in different parts of the world and there's a lot of labor irregularities that go on there that normal everyday consumers in our country really don't know and why would they you know sure. the beauty industry doesn't really talk about that and so that is kind of what I wanted to hone in on is talking about, you know, where our beauty products actually come from and who's sourcing the ingredients and how it's important to understand this, not just for your own good in terms of health and what you're putting on your skin, but like if you, you know, want to make a difference in the world and you care where your money is going, you should know that these beauty products are made up of different botanicals from the Amazon, from different regions in Africa, India. And there's a person on the other side of that ingredient who farmed it, who produced it. You don't know if they were being treated fairly, if they were being pay paid a fair wage. You know, so this is kind of what created my idea for figuring out what I wanted to do with the site. Essentially, yeah. it's, a, it's a marketplace for clean beauty products 
you know, fair trade, organic, basically a place to go and, and sort of shop startups in the clean beauty, in the clean beauty space. Yeah, they're products that are, um, yes, they're clean. And they're also, more importantly, they are either fair trade certified, or they formulate with fair trade ingredients, or they're ethically sourced. And I can get into all of that and what those differentiations mean. But basically, it's a marketplace for brands that all kind of share the same mission, which is using beauty as like a vehicle for for social good. You know, in my background, you know, with PR, one of my... um, one of my favorite and clients that I worked with for a long time was a shea butter brand called Shailene and yeah, the lady who created it, Rahama, I think she, you've spoken yeah. with her too. Yeah. She, uh, super inspiring. And, you know, I learned so much from her, um, in her journey as a Peace Corps volunteer, she went into Ghana and realized there was a discrepancy between how the women's work there, which is sourcing, you know, taking shea nuts and, and producing it into a butter, the corporations would go in and take, big corporations would, would go in and they would take the, sh- the seeds. They would take them out of the hands of these women. This was like a, you know, a form of economic, you know, livelihood that they would be able to make a living off of by creating this butter. They would take them and then they would take them to their facilities and refine them and then use the butter and put them into other products, you know, and sell them on the shelves of big box stores or whatever. And so she thought, you know, this isn't right. This, this work should be sort of remain in this, in a country and give these women, you know, a form of employment and a livelihood and be able to pay for their the roof over their head and books for their kids for school and food on the table. And so she created this whole cooperative and movement. This This was before you started. This is before she was a client of mine and a friend. And so, you know, at this time when I'm thinking, okay, how can I, um, you know, create this platform? I thought back of her, you know, about her and um, I reached out and I thought, this is what I'm thinking. What do, what do you think? Like, would, what do you think people would think about doing like a platform where it's really just brands like yours, but then, cause I'm, you know, there are more, but they're kind of all over the place. Anyways, she was a huge supporter. She's like, I think it's amazing. You should, you know, so, you know, started reaching out to a few other brands that I knew because, you know, obviously being in the beauty industry, I see a lot of what is being launched and where the trends are going. And yeah, for the last several years, everything's gone clean. You know, what does that mean? Well, it's, you know, there's not all these toxic ingredients that we didn't know years ago were you know, potentially causing harm. Everything's going clean. Everything's going, you know, green and blue. Like it's good for the ocean and it's good for the environment, eco-friendly and sustainable. And so this is all, you know, this is all great. This is all the way, the direction that, you know, I think it should be going. But one thing I did notice is that um, when you talk about fair trade and what that is, because a lot of people still like they kind of obviously get what it is, but they don't necessarily know like all the pillars involved and what you know that it really is in- more than just coffee or bananas, right? It's um, it really is a battle. You know, there's a lot of ingredients that go in that are you know considered fair trade that are used in beauty products. Again, shea butter. 
cocoa butter, different oils from, you know, different parts of Africa, marula oil, moringa oil. Um, there's a whole bunch of different um, ingredients that you can find in the Amazon. And those two can be, you know, fair trade certified thought. Well, you know, and when you talk about fair trade and you look at the principles of fair trade, which really encompass, you know, making sure people are paid a fair wage. Um, and then also businesses involved in sustainable efforts and champion people's rights and no child labor and sustainable acts. Like it kind of already encompasses a lot of the things and the trends that the beauty industry is promoting now. And they have been all along. So I always thought, I thought that was really interesting because it's like, if it's fair trade, then it's already doing all of these things. Why aren't people talking about it in this way? So that's when I dug a little deeper and realized, you know, there are brands out there that kind of promote fair trade outwardly because they feel that it's, you know, represents the business's ethics. And, but there's also a lot of brands that formulate with fair trade ingredients and they don't even talk about it, which I, I understand because I don't think they, that it's at least not now, or I'm hoping it'll change that it's a marketing stance for them for people to really get around. I think people are more interested right now in, is it clean and does it look good? You know, is the packaging, full, you know, cute? Do I like it? Is it, is my favorite influencer using it? Or is it, you know, did it win a magazine award? Oh, I got to get it, right? It's just, that's unfortunately the beast of the beauty industry. It's all marketing and fueled by, you know, money, which is, makes it hard as a startup to try get out there. You know, so with Beautyology, I am, you know, trying to find these brands that really do uh, think of the beauty industry in a different light where they use it as it's more of, it's like a mission driver. Like they have a mission to help their community or the environment or whatever it is. And beauty is part of that. Whereas these other, a lot of these other brands, it's not like that. It's the other way around. So a tough, it's not tough, but like a position you're in is like, adding brands to the platform, right? And kind of being a sort of a gatekeeper of, of looking at brands and deciding, you know, hey, yes, I think you should be on this platform, right? Like, I guess, what, do, what is your thought process when you look at, you know, startups or brands that say they are these things, right? And because yeah. if, if you have the certifications, then those are sort of other people kind of do some due diligence for you if they have yes. um, the organic labels and the fair trade labels. And there's all kind of labels that go even vegan labels. There's all kind of labels that go even further than that. Is that the first thing you sort of look at when, you know, brands are coming on board or, or do you have a structured approach where, you know, how are you looking at onboarding process and making sure that I guess, cause look, greenwashing is rampant, right? Like a lot of, these, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> that's yeah. the hardest part of, I think everything you know, we're trying to do is trying to really spotlight and showcase like the ones that are actually doing the real work, like you said, right? Like Shayla Ying, like Rama is like, she is like amazing. Like what she has done and what she has accomplished right. is unbelievable. Like Age right. of Beauty is another one that yes. Alafia I had on was, he's yeah. a, I mean, his story is amazing. Yeah. And his thoughts around fair trade are like, it's a great start, right? He's like, he's like, but it's equivalent to like minimum wage, right? It's like a great first step yeah. for- you know, making things a bit more economically fair, you know, across, across the lines, across the world through economic backgrounds. So there's right. all these conversations around all these different labels and different yeah, uh, ingredients. And also, I, I guess, how do you look at it? Approach it? Cause it's gotta be tough sometimes. It is, no, I understand. And yeah, it isn't, the, it's, it's not the end all be all, but it's definitely like, you've got to at least start at fair trade. I mean, I think when you're, you know, creating a brand and pro, you're formulating, yeah. you want 
you know, do it as ethically sourced as possible. But um, yeah, so products, beauty products are kind of a conundrum because, you know, there can be lots of, you know, there's a lot of ingredients in them. So it's not the easiest thing in the world to say that a product is actually fair trade certified, unless it only has like a few ingredients because, you know, and then every ingredient then has to go through a vetting process and make sure that shea that- butter is a good example. Cause I think it's only really shea butter, right? Or yeah. like maybe a little yeah. bit of something else, but it's not it's not too complex. Right. So there are a tremendous amount of beauty products out there that are fair trade certified right. completely because you just can't, but they can formulate with fair trade certified ingredients. And if that's part of the brand's ethos, then they would be calling it out and promoting fair trade and what it means and how they're helping people around the world who are sourcing these ingredients and what it means to them. So, you know, there's brands out there that, you know, make call that call attention to that, I guess you could say. And that's kind of where I started sourcing, told them who I was and how I've been in the industry for a long time. And I'm trying to create something here. And what, what are their thoughts? And is this something they would be interested in being part of? And so that's how I started. And I got amazing response. Like the people that I reached out to were really open and lovely and from all over the world and loved the idea and really thought, you know, no one was doing anything like this in the beauty space. And it was really refreshing and inspiring to them. And they wanted to be part of it. So that's how I got my confidence to kind of go forward and like, what? I got, I got this brand in Guatemala. I got this brand in Peru. You know, there's this other one in India, South Africa. I was having Zooms with people all over the world in the middle of the pandemic. And it was amazing. And it felt really inspiring and awesome at the same time, because here we are in the pandemic. And I was like, you know, having not being totally like thrilled with working in this industry as a a PR for so many years and then coming back from India and like being stuck in my house for so long after that, I was like, this was awesome. I was like, this is like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to, you know, create this community of like-minded beauty brands for people all over the world. I want to connect them all. We all have the same mission and it's all about, you know, helping people in the world at the end of the day with beauty, which is, you know, my experience, my background. So that's kind of how it started. And so I, um, you know, created it with about, you know, about a handful of brands and got a little bit of press. And as I have, you know, people started reading about it, I was getting more and more brands reaching out to me saying, we love what you're doing. We're, you know, we're this fair trade lip balm brand or we're this, that, and the other. And so, you know, I'd have conversations with these brands and it was just, it was a good fit. Although, you know, there are brands that would come out for me and I was, they weren't sure. really <laughs> that. And so I was, you know, obviously like, show me that, you know, you're fair trade or what are your certifications? Can you, you know, provide to me, like, you know, how do you source? And it's not the easiest thing, but I, I mean, I have a pretty good sense of detecting bullshit. So I can, sorry, tell that like, you know, you are what you say you are or not, you know, and obviously being in the industry, I know a lot of brands and, you know, and I'm also, I contribute to magazine, you know, magazine sites and stuff still. So I get a lot of incoming press or releases sent to me. So I'm kind of always like reading and seeing like what's next or who's what's being launched and that kind of thing. So, so kind of, that's how I've been able to vet. So, yeah. So now I'm at this point where I just kind of want to, um, you know, grow it and, and go after some of these other brands. Like you said, a lot feel like I, you know, I have reached out and connected 
with the founder. So um, fingers crossed that he is into what I'm creating as I think that would be awesome to, you know, work with them. And, you know, I've had conversations with some other brands too, that are going to be coming on soon. So it's exciting. You you mentioned that, you know, starting something is, is really, really difficult. And you've kind of, you know, starting like a, you know, PR, you know, firm and, and kind of running that is much different than, you know, starting an e-commerce platform, right? It's much more, there's a much more technical side to it, right? So like oh, yeah. coming, coming from not that world, right? And for other maybe potential you oh, know, yeah. founders out there that want to make this maybe transition to, you know, starting Run. like a, oh no. my God. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is um so humbling. I guess I don't know how it's just like I but hey, the site I, looks great. Like you, I mean, it's listen, you've done and you know, I know it's been stressful, but like you've you're at a place where like it's in a good spot, you know. It's just like talk about, I guess, the those first you know, few months when you're like, okay, I'm gonna do this. Mm-hmm. Now figure out what platform to build on. I think you oh, switch yeah? platforms, you right? Like, like just three the, hours. Um, the, yeah. <laughs> It totally changed. Um, it was always on Wix at that point. And then I and I focused more on the finding beauty in life and inspirational stories, partly with, you know, my having gone to India and, and um, writing about my experiences. And then I realized that, you know, I it turned into this marketplace because I had written a, a holiday gift guide and everything that I included was fair trade and ethically sourced. And I got into the specifics of what those products were. And I had a lot of uh, people really liked that. And I got a lot of attention for it. And that kind of made me think, oh, maybe it could be a marketplace. So that is how that happened. And then once I realized that and I started thinking in those, you know, in that way, I realized it needed to not be on Wix and found a developer and a designer. And in the beginning, it was more about the blog and less about the products. And so we really thought, oh, it could be, you know, a Woo, a WordPress with WooCommerce would be great. Right, right. And so that's kind of how it started. And then it was fine until it wasn't because <laughs> um, <laughs> I realized the way that I was creating this marketplace really needed to uh, integrate more with the brands that I was working with and most brands work on Shopify realized after I launched the site and like, I did like a soft launch and, and after just a handful of months, I'm like, I have to change this because the longer I wait, the harder it's going to be. So really decided like, um, okay, we're going to redo the whole site. We're going to migrate it to Shopify. And that's amazing. I I mean, kudos to you for like realizing that and like kind of ripping the bandaid off because that is a big deal and it's like cost money and time and stress but mm-hmm. it's really I mean it's really great to have like that foresight of like okay we know what we need to do and like let's just do it now because in the long run it's really going to help so I think that's just a great like tip and lesson like if you feel like something is not working just just move on from it right like no no reason to stick around a hassle like move on from it go with what your gut says to go to because it's gonna it, like you said it's just gonna play out in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I guess part of that is, you know, I've learned with working with brands for so long that I really, they realize what works, what doesn't. And, but yeah, it's been a huge educational uh, journey. I feel like I went back to school to get my MBA or something just, um, but I wanted a challenge. I wanted something different. I felt like I was definitely like, I had burned out in PR and I was like, I can't 
promote breast cancer awareness, pink products one more time in my life, <laughs> uh, or, you know, oh, talk about, it's, it's, yeah. so yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm learned a lot. I'm still got a lot to learn working with the right people and trusting your gut is everything. Um, and I'm still you know, still looking for, you know, I feel like I've been lucky with the people that I've been able to work with so far for the most part and trying to make these decisions because you don't want to make a mistake and you don't want to waste money. And I'm bootstrapping this right now. It's like, it's me. It's yeah. not like I yeah. have funding or anything like that, which, you know, maybe down the line, that'll be a different conversation, but I'm just kind of going and creating this platform in my the vision that I think I, you know, what I like and what seems to be resonating so far. So, you know, but again, you don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to like screw up and damn it. I hired that company and they took, you know, <laughs> X amount of money. And now what, you know, like, it's like, you can only do so much. And so, yep. mm, you know, learning SEO and what all these different opportunities in terms of pay-per-click and ad Google ads and mm. Oh my God. Like, yeah, it's I a lot. Know what, what's a meta tag and what's a, you know, <laughs> what is um, an alt tag? And it's a different language. It's very easy to get disillusioned quickly as an entrepreneur, especially when, you know, you are working solo on this project, even though I work with a lot of amazing brands and people that are helping me. It's still me um, by myself. And yeah. So, you know, there's some days just like with any entrepreneur, you wake up and you're like, this is an awesome day. I'm going to do this, that, and the other, it's going to be great. And, and then there's just days where you're just like, what the hell did I create? What am I doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, I don't even know where to start. My mind is so like tired. Like I have to learn this whole new clavio thing. Like what the hell? Like, I didn't even know what a mail flow was. <laughs> I mean, I'm being completely honest. I'm like, what is a mail flow? No, I hear you. And no, it's, so I'm like, okay, a mail flow. And it's the things they don't tell you, right? When you say, oh, you just start up and do all these things. And and it's just like, yeah, but there's a there's so many different dynamics that go that go into all this. And I think we all have to to learn it. Like I went down that same path as as you did a while ago. You know, the same thing. I had to learn everything, everything, <laughs> which is good now, right? But going through it, it's so like painful. Oh and, like you never think yeah. you're gonna get get out of like the learning phase. And look, you're always gonna be learning, right? There's gonna always be new stuff and things change, of course. But it's it's really it's like laying that foundation to where as we'll, we'll jump into like the last question here is about like the vision, right? Of, of what the next few years you want it to be. These are like the building blocks, right? The, the, the shitty foundational bricks that you have to build in order for that vision to like work in two years, three years, right? Four years down the line. What does success mean to you, right? In, in two to three years? Yeah. I mean, obviously I want the bigger brands that are, you know, a we think of when we think of ethical fair trade beauty to be able to collaborate with beautyology is awesome would be you know definitely a, a big goal and would definitely validate what i have my vision and what i'm trying to create but i do think that you know my biggest goal when i decided to even create this is just to really i want to inspire women to understand where their beauty products are coming from and when using their purchasing power to really drive I guess, economic development in these different, you know, developing countries around the world. So when you go into a store and you want to buy a product on the shelf of 
wherever you're at, you know, Target or whatever, and you look at these ingredients, you realize that there's a woman mostly because farming is, you know, such yeah. it's really it's woman's work around the world. There's yeah. And, you know, that's another thing people don't necessarily get that, that, um, and, you know, I didn't even know really until I started really digging in and, and educating myself about this, you know, we're talking about women's empowerment and female founders, but, and that's, you know, huge. And it's also, it's us female founders helping other women around the world, lift them up. And these women are, you know, sourcing these ingredients. So I want to be able to make that correlation for consumers that are it's such know, a great point, yeah. beauty products to know that like when they're buying these products that you're you know there's certain ingredients and what these labels mean something they really mean something and you're really you know helping these women in other parts of the world and so i want so that's like a big goal of <laughs> it's a lofty goal but um <laughs> I don't know. Like also I think of like somewhat in the sense of like how there's, you know, that the, there's the fashion revolution, right. That happens yeah. kind of spurred almost a decade ago. I don't know, maybe it's nine years ago. Like when, um, you know, they really started talking more about where your clothes are made and who's making your clothes, right. Who's, you know, I made your clothes, you know, you see those signs where there's, you know, these workers in Bangladesh or wherever, yeah. India. I made your clothes. I made your that, you know, that whole revolution and, um, you know, what they've done with um, educating consumers about where your, pro your, your clothing is coming from, really, it's amazing. And so I kind of see this somewhere similar, like with the beauty products, like who's making your beauty products, you know, and, yeah. and where are they coming from? So it's not any, it's not really that different. Um, but again, it's so I that's what I'm trying to create here. And then, you know, and, and in doing so really the brands on that become part of this collective, I guess you could say that I'm putting together with Beautyology is just to, you know, bring more awareness to their cause and, and mission and what they're doing. And, and then also, I guess my other goal is really just from the worker side that this will eventually, um, as this movement continues to grow and people in other parts of the world, like the people I saw in India and, um, and the people that are employed by the brands that on my site are, you know, able to really reap the benefits from their work at the end of the day. I always say like, fellas, we have a, we have a, a role in this too, because we could buy these gifts, right? We could buy these products for presents and gifts for, for our loved ones as well. And like you said, I think you kind of, once you understand, I think the back end of what happens when you use your purchasing power, I mean, it's, it's really kind of a powerful thing. Once you understand the supply chain, what goes into this from a worker's point of view, what happens when you buy something from this cooperative, like how that affects the, even the local community there, how mm -hmm. it affects education for their children, right? There's there's this domino effect that happens. Yes. It's quite profound. And it really is. It's really, it is. It's amazing. And um, the, when I, you know, learning about this, it's just, it's mind blowing. I just, that's what, you know, I'm trying to get out with Beautyology and in doing more of this work and more of the writing and, and spreading the awareness and getting the site out. That's what, you know, that's what my goal truly is, is to get it out there. And hopefully people will start to, um, you know, understand. And, and I think they will. I, you know, people have really, consumers have obviously demanded from the industry that their products be more transparent in terms of formulation and ingredients, because that's where everything's going, right? Like 
everything's clean and you've got to say you're paraben free and you're cruelty free and you're, you know, or you're vegan or you're, you know, you don't have talc or this, that, and the other, because, because consumers are demanding it and the younger generation, they're all, you know, everyone's an activist this day. So it's like, they're asking for it and the products are um, in turn, the brands are, are doing that. So I think this is like the next, like I said earlier, you know, fair trade encompasses a lot of this stuff already. Well, thank you so much, Robin. I mean, it's really a, it's really a journey that I can relate to a little bit with just, you know, building something solo and not having, you know, funding that, you know, some startups may have. And I think even a lot of the the brands that you have on your platform usually come from that bootstrap mentality too. You know, they're building it from, from a vision and from a place of passion and, you know, putting their own sweat equity in it and, and their own money into it. So we're kind of all of this it's sort of together and, and this collaboration of, of conversation, right? It, it, it helps me like keep going as well. And, and I hope that it, it, it helps like the listeners like hear what you've built, right? And here say, hey, you don't have to come from a certain background, even technical background. Like you could still build something that impacts a person's life, right? Around the world, which is really incredible. So thanks so much for the time. And, and of course, best of luck the rest of this year and, and the decade to come. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. It's an honor being on your show. I love it.